0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to a wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters and this is my podcast where I read the Bible from cover to cover because the wall looks pretty. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying. I'm running out of fucking reasons for those. I should make a list. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're at the end of Nehemiah or Nehemiah or however the fuck you say it. Um and uh, this is going to be the review episode of it. This is just going to be the the overarching everything that I'm going to be reading from uh, a, a smarter source than mine, and uh, we'll go from there. You know. Uh. So, uh, let's do some business up front. Let's uh let's talk about how you can, you know, reach out to me and things like that. You can get to me with www.johnwatersvoiceover.com. Com. Forward slash podcasts or just that website. You'll fucking find, you know, whatever you're looking for on there. Um, as well as you can email me at according to stupid at gmail.com and on the Twitter sphere at uh accord to stupid right there. Okay. Um so yeah, we finished a whole another book of the bibble. Um we will be getting into Esther um here after this, starting on hopefully Monday, if we get some recording stuff done on uh, this upcoming weekend, which will be nice, uh, and uh, it'll be read by, much like uh, the other lady chapters, Ruth, uh, we we uh, will have my lady wife reading that one, because she requested it, and I really don't know why, uh, but she seems to have a good time, and we'll we'll see what, what happens with that, because I have no fucking clue, not even a little bit. Um, And if I recall correctly, and if I'm going to be looking at this thing, uh, it's not terribly long. It's about 10 chapters, um, so it should be pretty short. And then, right after that, we get to Job, which, as I recall, I've read it before. And it's not terribly long, uh, as if I remember correctly. Um, But it does bring up a bunch of thoughts of, like, you know, the devil and and what have you. But holy shit, Job is actually quite long. (laughs) Um, But that's okay. Um, but I do recall that, uh, Job is more of a, a story, uh, book than, than some of these other ones. But I could be wrong. I haven't read it since, I don't know, probably 10 years ago or so when we were discussing mythology and things. But after Job, we get into Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and all sorts of fun ones, it seems like. Um, and then, you know, I, I think after, like, Lamentations... It gets kind of funky. And then uh, Jonah's the next one that I only really know. And then after that, how the fuck? Like, there's a couple uh, that are like, okay, are these folks. Um, and then finally, we get to the New Testament, which has all of Jesus in it, apparently. Uh, so, <laughs> cool, right? Oh, there's like four Johns in here? John 1, 2, th- 1 John, second John, 3. First and second Peter. Why don't they just all put it all into one? I, you know, I don't know. Maybe they have to create the story or something. Fuck if I know. Anyway, we have quite a bit to go still, but we are about, at this point, almost halfway through the Old Testament Um, at this point with where we're kind of sitting right now. So congratulations to those who have sat through and listened to it and uh, been a part of it. You guys have been rocking. And me doing this twice a week has really boosted my numbers a bit. Not like, holy fuck, everybody listening to it, because uh, you, you would never hear my ass again. I would Joel Austin this all over the place. But uh, till then, wee. Um, so, uh, what I'm uh, going to be reading from is what I've been reading from a couple of reviews before. Uh, insight.org. All I did was just look up Google, being like, "Nah, my summary, and then here we are. Um, so it, it, it seems to break it down pretty well. The one we did last time from Schmoop, I think, um, was funny and it, it kind of, you know, had the tone that I was looking for, but, but this one has a bit more, uh, I guess, information about like, oh, hey, this happened. Oh, okay. So, um, let's start this off. All right. Nehemiah, Nehemia, whatever, who wrote the book? All right. Jewish tradition identifies Nehemiah himself as the primary author of this historical book. Much of the book is written from his first-person perspective. Yes. Nothing is known about his youth or background. We meet him as an adult serving in the Persian royal court as the personal cupbearer of King Artaxerxes. And they cite it. Nehemiah to 2 One, this prestigious position reveals something of Nehemiah's upright character. Does it? Does it really? Being a cupbearer is morally great? Though he remained in Persia after the exiles had been allowed to go home, he was highly interested in the state of affairs in Judah. His brother Hanani, one, two, had returned there earlier. Oh, I didn't really... Catch on to that. Okay, so still, I mean, he is in a position of like, well, he is the royal cupbearer, but I'm pretty sure he, he's right up there with a bunch of other <clears throat> higher positions that really don't mean anything, like the royal stable hand. Not really a position to really, you know, throw your weight around, but, you know, it's a lot better than just like, I'm a stable boy. I'm the royal stable boy. Um, Probably means a bit more. So, okay, we have uh, his brother takes off, and his... You know, Nehemiah's like, you know, he seems to be doing okay over there, I guess. Um. (laughs) right, The book of Nehemiah could be read as a sequel to the book of Ezra, and some scholars believe the two were originally one work. It is possible that Ezra compiled Nehemiah's original accounts with other material to create the book of Nehemiah. However, most scholars believe the book was written by Nehemiah. I imagine it was, because it seems like he does, like, the I, and I did this, I did this, and I gather these people. I, Nehemiah, did the blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, why, it's it seems smarter to me to separate the books out, because, you know, you fuck up accounts and things like that, I guess. Um, Where are we? All right. The Book of Nehemiah opens in the Persian city of Susa in the year 444 BC, I hope. Later that year, Nehemiah traveled to Israel, leading the third of three, the fuck, leading the third of three returns by the Jewish people. Oh, so there were three groups, I guess, that was like, all right, we're, I'm leading the last and third uh, returns of the Jewish people. Oh, wait, hold on. So this means like the third of three being like, they left and they came back, they left and they came back, and Nehemiah brought everybody back, finally. Um, following their 70 years of exile in Babylon. Where were you, God? Uh, The previous chapter in Ezra describes the earlier two returns. Does it? I don't really remember. Most of the book centers on events in Jerusalem. The narrative concludes around the year 430 BC, so this takes, you know, 14 years. And scholars believe the book was written shortly thereafter. Probably, I would assume. Fuck if I know. Nehemiah is the last historical book of the Old Testament. Although the book of Esther appears after Nehemiah in the canon, the events in Esther occurred in the time period between Ezra 6 and 7. Between the first and second returns of the people to Israel. Why the fuck? I get it. Whatever. You gotta... Here's this. Here's this. And, oh, by the way, this happened between here. Okay. The prophet Malachi was a contemporary of Nehemiah. So it seems like we're going to be dealing with this time period for quite a bit of time. Um, Why is Nehemiah so important? All right, why is it? Nehemiah was a layman. All right, he's a cupbearer, you know. (laughs) Not a priest like Ezra nor a prophet like Malachi. He served the Persian king in a secular position, yes, before leading a group of Jews to Jerusalem in order to rebuild the city walls. Maybe the lesson here is, like, anybody from any position can do anything so long as it's good, I guess. Maybe that's the thing. You might be the cupbearer, but you don't need to be a prophet or a priest or a king or a this to build up walls and build up people and build up faith, I guess. Is that the thing? I don't know. Nehemiah's expertise in the king's court equipped him adequately for the political and physical reconstruction necessary for the remnant to survive. Did he? I mean, he's a cupbearer. He probably, you know, got to stand there and figure out some cool, you know, ways to maneuver politically, I suppose. But, like, you know, I wouldn't exactly call him profoundly good at it. Um, expertise seems kind of a, you know, <laughs> kind of a stretch. Also, he's not, I also wouldn't imagine he's good at construction either. But, you know, then a bunch, then again, a bunch of Syrians, I think, made fun of him. being Like, ah, look at that fucking wall. Look how shitty he Fuck him. Under Nehemiah's leadership, the Jews withstood opposition and came together to accomplish their goal, building a wall. Nehemiah led by example, giving up a respected position in a palace for hard labor in a politically insignificant district. I I barely remember that, but I do remember he was just like, nope, I'm just going to keep working. He partnered with Ezra, who also appears in the book, to solidify the political and spiritual foundations of the people. Oh, that's nice. Nehemiah's humility before God, I do remember that being like, quit fucking around, See, his moving intercessory prayers in chapters 1 and 9 provided an example for the people. He did not claim glory for himself, but always gave God the credit for his successes. Um, I mean, eh. (laughs) meh. Alright. What's the big idea? Nehemiah recorded the reconstruction of the wall of Jerusalem, Judah's capital city. Together, he—oh, that makes some sense, I guess— Together, he and Ezra, who led the spiritual revival of the people, directed the political and religious restoration of the Jews in their homeland after the Babylonian captivity. Yes, okay. Nehemiah's life provides a fine study on leadership, kind of. He overcame opposition from outsiders as well as internal turmoil, he, I guess. He exercised his administrative skills in his strategy to use half the people for building, while the other half kept watch for the Samaritans, who, under Sanballat, threatened attack. Nehemiah 4:27 As governor Nehemiah negotiated peace among the Jews who were unhappy with Persian taxes he exhibited a steadfast determination to complete his goals accomplishing those goals resulted in people encouraged and a people encouraged renewed and excited about their future he also probably he also <laughs> instructed everybody to be like this is what you need to do as opposed to just keep on fucking sacrificing for reasons who the fuck knows um so, the last bit on this, how do I apply this? I'm assuming to your own life. Uh, the book of Nehemiah shows us the kind of significant impact one individual can have on a nation. Okay, I kind of figured that one out. Nehemiah served as, in secular offices, using his position to bring back to the Jews order stability and proper focus on God. Proper focus. God uses all manner of people in all manner of places, doing all manner of work. It just takes a long-ass time, like 70 years of like, No, do you fucking know where you fucked up? And then, you know, sends a cupbearer to bring everybody back together. Do you, feel, uh, you, do you feel you must be in ministry in order to serve God? Mm, no, either way. Be encouraged. He is not limited by your vocation. Uh, I would assume not. <laughs> because uh, I'm pretty sure the dustback does not tell God what to do. In fact, God has placed you where you are for a purpose. I assume so, because I've been... <laughs> I've been commentating on his shit for a while now. And uh, if this is the purpose, then fuck it. Uh, and I don't know the rest of the purpose. Feels weird. Ugh. Have this attitude about your work. Uh, oh, <laughs> colon. Um, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. We haven't gotten to him yet. How can anybody... <laughs> Okay. Do whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. George Jesus. George Jesus. Giving thanks to him through to... Giving thanks to him, to God, the Father. Colossians 3.17. I don't know when those show up, but uh, clearly after Jesus. So I, I don't feel like any, anything that comes after the timeline. Praise Jesus. The fuck is he? And then, you know. <laughs> uh. It doesn't quite make sense, does it? However, the first part of that is, all right, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of God. Okay? You can just fucking remove that. And that would probably fit that. But I don't necessarily know. I mean, Nehemiah did at the tail end of this, being like, you know what, you're fucking, you know, all these tales of, like, fire and angels and shit like that coming down and killing a bunch of motherfuckers. And yet, and yet, you people Fuck off and don't do the thing that he's trying to tell you. You have proof. We don't right now, but you, at this time, have a fuck ton of proof. And on some level, you know, there is the, you know, my critique of like, you know, all this punishment for like, you know, eh, faith, and also punishment for one guy who's running the show. Against hundreds and hundreds of thousands of other Jewish people who are like, why are we being killed again? And why are we being taken away to Babylon? And why are we being killed? Oh, because all of you fucked up. No, no, it seems like the king fucked up and he, by that, you know, that prism of light spreads to every, everybody else, which fucking sucks. The good thing I feel about Nehemiah is that he was educating everybody about like, you know, the book of Moses, I suppose which seems to be the thing of like, hey, everybody, let's do this. And I know that, you know, it It, it almost reminds me of like they, they're changing from Latin to English in the Catholic Church of many, many, many years ago, uh, going like, you know, maybe we should actually <laughs> talk to people so they can fucking understand what the hell we're saying. Because it doesn't make much sense for us to be speaking a dead language when nobody fucking speaks it except us. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's what we got. Um, so that was Nehemiah, guys. We did it. Um, next week, if, uh, things get recorded and whatever, which it should, um, we'll be on Esther, who apparently is right in the middle of this whole craziness of, uh, Ezra and Nehemiah, and then after that, it's Job, which I recall being pretty happy about because, you know, it's about bets with God and, and the devil. Then we bring Satan back a little bit, uh, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, leave a review if you can. That would be great to tell your friends. Um, potentially, I might be getting some ad space here, I suppose. Um, and that's about it. You've been Gospel to by the Stupid Kids.